Let's do this. What, yes. What's the date? It's uh, June 26th, 1993. Let's go in the way back machine. Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstars. not forgetting it this time because i am dom and i am fan last time i checked and we are dealing with our midlife crisis in the best way possible by watching early 90s syndicated professional wrestling there is no better way no there isn't <laughs> so here we are with saturday morning superstars it's the coldest of opens i think anytime that there's been a big pay-per-view shake-up we go a couple weeks without a new credit sequence yeah, I think they're probably reshuffling it to maybe get rid of some of the old people, the old regime. If I think back to the the last one that we might have seen, I'm sure there was a big boss man in there. There was most certainly was Hogan. Piper is always in there, irregardless of whether he, we haven't seen him for years. But Piper's in there. A lot of wrestlers that may still be involved with the company, but just not as prevalent as maybe they once were. Well, since we're all cold open-ish, and it's a while before we even get the three of the green, did they actually put up the arena? I don't think they did. No, I don't believe so. It went right to the cold open. We go right to the not-so-Titantron mm -hmm. with Mr. Harvey Whippleman and Mr. Hughes on the video screen. We the ones. We the ones on the screen, <laughs> basically hyping their match that they are about to have here. It's going to be Mr. Hughes versus... Taito Santana. Our latest friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is WWE Hall of Famer Tito Santana. Unfortunately, I love the man to death as a strike force, but this was not my favorite point in his career when he was El Matador. Yes. Now, although he's called El Matador Tito Santana a couple times, especially by Lawler, I don't believe Vince ever refers to him as Tito Santana because he always calls him El Matador. Like, that's his character. There's no Tito Santana anymore. But did he ever leave between the time of being Tito Santana and the time of being El Matador? Yes, I actually remember this. He had Tito running around and then maybe he did vanish for a bit. I don't know, a couple months. It's really hard to tell when you're watching Syndicated every other week because mm -hmm. a guy can, like, be off the show for months, but you won't even notice because you're watching tapings oh, of three weeks yeah. at a time and stuff, right? Yeah, you might see maybe three or four main roster, main names a week. That's true. I remember when 
Terry Von Era came on and said, I'm back and I've rededicated my life to oh, Jesus yeah. and all this. And I'm like, <laughs> did he really go? You know, and, I, that he was gone. <laughs> that he was gone again. But it's kind of one of those things where you didn't see somebody in a while, but there's so few matches on every show and so much pre-taping that if a guy was out for four weeks, it was like no big deal. But Tito went through a bunch of vignettes of bullfighting training. Okay. And then he unveiled himself as El Matador. As El Matador. Yeah. Okay. So, so they did these shots, uh, like, you know, the four-week Razor Ramon thing. But we're currently going through with men on a mission right now. Exactly. Yeah. Except this was <laughs> Tito facing a bull. And okay. I, I wish, you know, now you're going to make me look up the old vignettes because I think you never really saw Tito and a bull in the same shot. <laughs> I think it was very like Roger oh, Corman. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> old stock footage of bulls and mm-hmm. then Tito yeah. in a location that doesn't resemble where the bull is. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like Ed Wood's version of bullfighting. <laughs> but he veiled himself as El Matador, but he was often called El Matador Tito Santana, but Vince never does it. Vince is like, he is El Matador. He's mm-hmm. like a, a character. Well, they're in the sound booth hyping the match, referencing The Undertaker a lot with Harvey Whippleman with the urn. So they're ready to cut an album back there when they <laughs> come out of the black curtain behind there to start the show. While Hughes runs down, runs down, he walks, you know, he doesn't, Hughes doesn't, <laughs> Hughes doesn't run. But yeah. the whole time he's walking down, they're telling you what you're going to see today on Superstars. Like they use that opportunity to be like, you'll see the one, two, three kid from Raw. You'll see, like they go through the whole show. I don't remember, did Hughes come down the music? I have that in my notes that he does not have music. I didn't no. know if it was like... I, I, I kind of could tell maybe there was something, but it was so faint. I don't think he has, like, real entrance music. He was being such a bouncer guy, they should have nothing but club music going on. And, yeah. like, as he's walking down, it's interrupted by Trinity. <laughs> You're next on the stage. Trinity in three dances. Yeah. He should come down with the red ropes, but that was already taken by private party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> bouncer gimmick. Gotta yeah. be awesome. They yeah. don't mention the dents in the urn. And I remember sometimes when the urn gets used against the Undertaker and they dent it up, they're like, look at the dents. They smashed the urn on the Undertaker's head and the steel of the urn has been mangled because he's so beaten. But they don't do that. No. Harvey Whippleman sporting a very, very, very low key artifact of the 90s yeah the headband glasses holder so if you check out his glasses they're held with that like sports band but that went around the ears of the glasses oh behind his ears yes there they are so you can take them off and just you know keep them around his neck i wonder if he's trying to be like hughes because hughes has to wrap around stuff yeah <laughs> he's like i'm just like curtis the, the very low Riddler outfit, as I like to call it on my, my notes here, with the very low-cut jacket. It's not quite a zoot suit. I was going to mm-hmm. go zoot suit, but it's not like the big baggy zoot suit. Why is Hughes holding the rope for the manager? Because he's a bouncer. Because he's guess. Mr. Hughes. <laughs> All right, he's, good point. He's letting him out. He's like, you're allowed to pass. <laughs> you're allowed to pass. Okay. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's Harvey Wolfman. He can just walk under the first rope. That's true. But you know, Hughes holds the rope for him and that. Usually the manager is always doing that for for the talent. Yeah. Friend of the show, Tito Santana, is in his black outfit. Like I remember the green. I don't remember the black. Yes. Black outfit sporting the red wristband, or I'm sorry, the pink wristbands and the pink boots. What kind of bull attacks a a pink cape? Why, Mr. Hughes. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Hughes will attack. Yeah, because he flings this thing at Hughes, like, come on. And Do you think at house shows that weren't televised, some guy just put up, like, two horns with his fingers and started, like, running after the thing? (laughs) 
It's not televised. Let's just have some fun. Let's let's go at it. Yeah, he's playing with the ref sometimes. The thing about this match and a lot of the matches in this one, because we get more name versus name than usual, mm-hmm. is this is kind of like what we're dealing with now. There isn't the obvious enhancement talent, but there's name enhancement talent. Like I don't mm-hmm. expect Ziegler to ever win again. Yeah, when uh, Ruby Riot was there, she never won anything. Yeah. She's like enhancement talent, but with a name, like a like an on Correct. the roster person. But their job is to be the Dwayne Gill of the Federation. Correct. I feel like the the Viking Raiders are going down that path right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your job is to you know you got a name. You have won matches in the past, but you are now the B. Brian Blair of the Federation. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Yeah. Like, Not Brian. <laughs> well, you know, no one actually got to touch Brian if he's in fact here. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's don't, true don't fuck with the b just, just <laughs> let, let him do his shit and then he's gonna tag in the guy that we get yes. to kill but don't no nope. keep your distance dark side of the ring doink the clown was out and blair says how doink tried to like you know when you're in prison you go find the biggest guy and try to beat him up yeah yeah he tried to do that to blair and blair just kicked his ass multiple times <laughs> as he should have <laughs> yes <laughs> but uh. he, his thing was like, Doink wouldn't stop getting up. <laughs> so I kept on having to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> a little bit of the match here. We got some good back and forth. A lot of what you would expect out of this match, where it starts off with the, the face in control. Matator is, is bouncing Hughes around, him, and Hughes is selling pretty good for him. Mm-hmm. Goes through a nice little arm drag there, which I didn't know Hughes could do something like that because they'd never seen that before. The bulk of the match goes into to Hughes working over Matador and kind of wearing him down, wearing him down. And then it, it ends with a very weird sort of finish where I thought, you know, they're, they're trying to build Hughes up in this way that he is a threat to The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. But the way that this match ends, it seems like it, it was sort of a, a fluke ending where he, he kind of stole a victory from the Matador as opposed to solidly beating him. Matador flies off the top rope with a flying body press, but then it, it gets rolled through and Hughes pulls the tights for the win. I was fooled because uh, about like almost exactly five minutes in after Hughes has been kicking the Matador's butt after the Matador had a little bit of a flurry at the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, Hughes goes for like that boss man, drag the guy over to the second rope and then run and throw your leg over him and make him bouncy. The thing that we said didn't look effective. Yeah. He he tries that move and Tito moves out of the way and Hughes like nuts himself. (laughs) He just like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he gets his nuts like slammed on the second rope instead of hitting Tito. And then Tito makes his big comeback. He gets the flying forearm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and did. And then, then he goes for the pin, and that doesn't work. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That's not his finisher anymore. No, it's not. It should have been. Yeah. I, I loved his finisher when it was the flying forearm. Yeah, no, it's the horns on your head and... Yes, <laughs> and, the, the pasa doble. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they want to call it then he goes to the top rope and i'm like okay he's gonna fly over there hit him and then set up the el paso de morte <laughs> whatever yes. hughes rolls over and pins him and you don't see him pull the tights no. because of the camera angle that would never happen today the camera's just out of position for the cheating and he gets rolled up yeah and hughes is the winner yeah. Does Hughes even have like a finisher? I was trying it's, to think of what his finisher is. I'm thinking it's like just like a sidewalk slam or like, I don't know, a body slam? What does yeah. he do? 
It's nothing, yeah, like, there's nothing of note that makes me say he's going to be a threat to The Undertaker. Just got a glimpse of the flying forearm again. That mm-hmm. is a much better finisher than El Paso oh, yeah. de Morte. He oh, nails yeah. him. He looks great. But yeah. uh, I think the idea was, if we were able to see him pull the tights, was, you know, he's just a cheater. He's a, he's a yes. cheater heel. But you're right. This was not the right match for dominant Hughes. Like, Hughes should have, like, beaten the hell out of Tito mm-hmm. convincingly. Yeah. As a threat to The Undertaker, not win like a heel. Yeah. I mean, in the time that we have been watching these episodes from when we started, I haven't really seen like a real threat to The Undertaker at this point. No, you I know? mean, Gonzalez looked like it because he yeah. was 85 feet tall, but then, you know, the bell rings. Yeah, exactly. King making a lot of very racist, greasy Mexican remarks. Holy shit, I forgot all about match. that. That would have completely gotten him fired today. Yeah, and Vince feigns like, like, oh, we apologize, and will you be quiet? Meanwhile, yeah. they're recording this in the studio. Yeah. Like, this went on air <laughs> because they left it in, not yeah. because they were broadcasting live and, uh, you know, King took yeah. liberties. Couldn't this do anything about it, yeah. Way, way in a studio, could have been re-recorded 900 times, and they mm-hmm. left it in. So, like, yeah, no, we'll keep the racist stuff. Yeah. I'll just pretend to be offended for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> what was, they were calling was, Tito was a little rough. It was it was pretty bad. King pe- held no punches. No, King would not survive air at, no. at this at that point. I'm, I'm surprised, you know, Twitter hasn't dug that up and and be like <laughs> Way back, he said this, and now... Use that against him. Yes, for the rest of his life. Update comes up with this Undertaker magazine. Now, Mm -hmm. being a subscriber to uh, WWF magazine, since the magazine had to be printed so far in advance, you'd see storylines coming a mile away. The ones uh, I remember vividly that happened for me in the magazine before they happened on television, like television had to catch up to the magazine, was the rocker split and Ric Flair dating Miss Elizabeth before Mm -hmm. Randy Savage. She was mine (laughs) before she was yours. So I had that magazine, and then a couple weeks later, that story started. Well, here it is on the cover, Hogan versus Hart. And as this is the 30th anniversary of this time period, Mm. the stories have been coming out like how this was supposed to be the match at SummerSlam. So the magazine is trying to set that up with this cover story, Hogan versus Hart, who's going to win? And the answer is nobody. Nobody. (laughs) By by the time this magazine comes out, Hogan's not the champ and gone. Yeah. And Hart's now king of the ring. It's never going to happen. Well, we get a very frantic gorilla monsoon here in the update as he is talking on the phone. With somebody named Kevin. We never figure out who Kevin is. I would like to know who Kevin is. <laughs> it's the bird from Up. <laughs> was Kevin. Yeah. And then he starts playing with action figures, which I thought yes. was adorable. Yeah. So we're talking about the tag team, quote unquote, situation that we never get to see. We just get to hear about. <laughs> Uh, would have been awesome. I know, folks, this would have been great television, but... <laughs> so, I guess because house shows are doing completely horrible, they yeah. had to conjure up some sort of story for the house shows, because that's that's where we're going. So, we have a back and forth with the tag team titles, where the Steiners won them on the 14th of June. The Money, Inc. regained them two days later on the 16th. We knew about that last week. They Which told we us heard about, about that. last week. And then th- just three days later, on the 19th of June, the Steiners then regain again and are now currently the champs. So as Gorilla knocks down Money 
ink action figures. They are out <laughs> right now. And when he said they're out, I was like, are they done? Are they yeah, gone? Are they on the Federation? Are they gone? Yeah, but no, they're not out of the Federation. They're just out of the tag team titles right now. Okay. Kayfabe for life, Undertaker, mm-hmm. who is so protective of his character. How did he ever allow the Undertaker teddy bear? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark, wait till you see your merchandise. We we got this full-on T-shirt completely covered mm-hmm. in, in in a picture of you. We, not even a, a silk screen, just a real photograph. Nice. I love it. <laughs> the Undertaker hat with uh, like a fucking coffin. Sounds great. And the foam <laughs> tombstone redone for 93. Ah, uh, perfect. And foam Urn. We got foam all over this bitch. <laughs> what else do you got? Well, finally, the Undertaker teddy bear. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cute. I would have gotten a, a Undertaker teddy bear. Well, why not a Paul Bearer? Oh, see? Mm-hmm. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Paul Bearer. I love it. Mm-hmm. Let's, make, let's make it happen. We hear from the Steiners who say they have worked their whole lives to yes. be the champs. And they will work even harder to keep them for a long, long time. We shall see. I personally don't know. I'm not aware of this age, so it could go back and forth. But basically, Gorilla comes back and says, Money Inc. has... Return matches out the ass coming up. So make sure that you get to one of those house shows because you never know. You could be part of history, Dom, yeah. if you go to a house show and see them win the tag team titles. That'd be funny if, like, the rest of the year, every other house show, <laughs> you yeah. swap the belts. And once again, the 30-time <laughs> champion. Every reign is, like, three days. Well, apparently, I don't know if this is – I kind of I highly doubt it's a record anymore. Or, but the Steiners winning the title – Twice in five days, Gorilla was touting as a, a new record or something like that. Oh, I mean, that's horseshit. Mm-hmm. Because Money, Inc. won it twice in less than that. Unless you're not counting their original Well, I think it's like the when they won it. So the Steiners won it on the 14th, and then they won it again on the 19th. Yeah, because Money Incorporated would have had it. Yeah. And I want it back in, in two days. The, in, yeah, the same amount of time, if not less. So let's see. Money, Inc., Won the belts, lost them to disasters, mm-hmm. won them from the disasters, yep. lost them to the Steiners, won. So they're three-time champs. Three-time champs. I don't know if they win them back from the Steiners after this no, at this any is point. It. This, is this is it. This is it. This is it. I think the, okay. next, the next series of championships that gets passed along is uh, the Mountie will return ah. as one half of the Quebecers. Ah, yes. Right. And uh, I think... The head shrinkers will get a run. Oh, yeah, the head shrinkers should should grab their titles at least once. Mm-hmm. They've been doing their due diligence. I mean, how are you Rikishi at this point with Jimmy and Jay? Be like, you know, I was tag team champion a couple <laughs> times. And, like, you go into the trophy case of Jimmy and Jay. It's like wall-to-wall tag <laughs> Yeah, belts. they've got all of them. <laughs> like, yeah. 85 time champions yeah yeah <laughs> ain't nothing anymore reek mm-hmm. yes <laughs> we're not your sons you're our dad that's how it works now <laughs> Keesh. That's, that's how this works finally we get the three on the green in the same very telling we're not really their angle as last week mm-hmm. the king it looks like a gladiator yes ready for a match 
He's got a different kind of thing. The last one looked like that shit they put Karrion Cross in for a while. Yes. And this one just looks like he stole the cape off of one of those guys at Caesar Phallus. Yeah. And Macho, I couldn't come up with it. Macho, I have representing the LGBTQ society very well. <laughs> That's true. He is quite colorful. Yeah. He's got all the colors of the rainbow going. It's the full spectrum. He's actually making my television do that funky yes. li- line thing where yes. <laughs> it can't keep up with the pattern. Yeah. Somehow he's wearing the entire rainbow and still his hat clashes. <laughs> How is that even possible? It's it's the various colors of neon. He's wearing all the colors and yet the hat doesn't match anything. No. Polyester mayhem blue streaking over reds, crisscrossing over orange, that's beating the shit out of raw umber. It's stripes on his shirt, but then it's wavy lines. Maybe it's the pattern. Planes crashing, dogs exploding, elevators going up and down, up and down. It's, I don't know, it's some kind it of like be. optical miracle. This is weird. We've got our next match coming up here. Doink the Clown, who I believe is still Matt Bourne at this point. I was che- I was like straining, but yeah, it definitely looks like Matt Bourne. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Matt Bourne. Facing Bob Backlund wannabe, Scott oh, God Dane. damn it, you beat me to <laughs> Jesus. I was like, I had Bob Backlund cosplayer in my notes. <laughs> He looks, if you, if you take a quick glance, yeah. So that's the only thing I could come up with for uh, Scott Dane because uh, this is the one and only time we will see him according to the IWDB. Go nine minutes, 37 seconds ish, uh, 36. Doink has just sprayed some children with a flower. You don't get to see that. So they cut to a kid who mm-hmm. is not wet but is eating his IRS action figure. <laughs> he has IRS's head completely in his mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that IRS is going to be headless before the night is over. You're here for the next four hours, son. Chew away. Yeah, chew on like rotunda. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the first takedown yeah. where he doesn't know how to land and just skids on his face. Yeah, that was, that was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> he, gets, he starts to get up, and Doink is like, "What the hell are you doing? Learn how to fall, idiot!" Doink kicks him. The, yeah, he kicks him in the face as punishment. Yeah. He tries he to take him down. The guy fucks it up and smashes his whole face, skidding across the mat. And Matt Bourne is so mad about it, he kicks him in the face. One of the sickest belly-to-belly suplexes that I've ever seen. Right, this guy was <laughs> landed on his head. <laughs> his body twists in half. Yeah, this guy's getting no mercy from Doink. No, I think it's all Receipt City for this yeah. match. This might be why this is his only match. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I even tried this as a profession. That's that's why it is his only match. He's done. Well, this was the shortest match of the night, clocking in at a minute and two. I um, think Bourne's just like, if I do anything else with this guy, it's going to look terrible. Let me just put him in the, the stump grinder the stump or whatever. stump puller, as they call it. <laughs> Which is just, it looks, I guess it's painful. It could be painful. Just pulling your leg up like that for anybody that's not limber. You know, ambidextrous people are like, ha do that all you want. But this guy was done as soon as he started pulling his leg up. If you look hard cam side while that's happening, after it's over, there's this guy in a t-shirt that looks exactly like Joe Biden. Shaking his head, like wondering what what just happened. Was that a match? What did I see? He's like, he looks very confused. He looks as confused as current Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, what just happened there? Where am I? 
One of the cooler things which I thought was stupid when it started was he does the Karate Kid wax on, wax off, and then stares at the camera. Yes. And then double doinks himself. Double doink. With the Titan Tron on the way out. That's why he did it, because it didn't make mm-hmm. sense at the beginning. It makes sense once he got back to the Titan Tron. Well, that was one of the things actually at the beginning of the match that I forgot to mention that I did like is as he's coming down where the camera angle is, mm-hmm. it's showing the Titan Tron in the back. So you get like multiple doinks yeah, in a infinite row. Infinite doinks. Like infinite doinks. I don't know if that was on purpose, but it's just like they got this whole, you know, double doink thing. On a double doink. Going pretty well. That was just an added addition to it. You can freeze frame 12 minutes in and you got mean looking doink on the not so Titan drum. Mm-hmm. With laughing doink in real life and yeah. it looks metal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah i wonder if he planned on doing it like that. i wouldn't put it past him because he was some sick bastard yeah i like this wig this is a good doink wig the other one that was fuzzy and cut short looked mm-hmm. really dumb this is like straggly this is like keith ledger yes joker hair good yes. stuff well we go out of that into a promo with mr fuji and yokozuna because the Stars and Stripes challenge is upon us in a little bit over a week, I would say, at this point. Yeah, I think it's a week uh, and a day. Yeah, so it'll be Ju- July 4th. They're coming up on the USS Intrepid. We're going to find out if we can find any American athletes that are able to slam the 550-pound Yokozuna. Well, I don't know if it was slam or just pick him up. I think slam him. Okay. And they're calling on American athletes, not necessarily just American wrestlers. He says specifically American athletes. So, you know, me knowing nothing about whatever this is, do we see like some football players make some Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I think so. Yeah. I I only saw this once, you know, like when it it was on live. So this will be a nice like reminder of 30 years ago. But I Mm -hmm. think they did have like some real pro athletes or retired pro athletes come and try to pick them up and slam them. Did Hogan get them up and slam them? I don't think Hogan did. Hogan tried. either match? No, no, I don't believe so. Because Hacksaw, he just knocked him down. Yeah. So maybe he has never been slammed. Yeah. Fuji says, why do we want to do this? We want to make all athletes look like big fool. Mm-hmm. Yes, just one big fool. Yes. All the athletes <laughs> look like one one fool. <laughs> He's doing it uh, for all of Japan. I noticed that too, because only the Japanese are strong. Yes, Americans are weak, and only Japanese and Polynesians are strong. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're not billing them from Japan anymore. No. But only the Japanese are strong. Only. Which he is not one of. Yeah. Hey, whatever. It, it was a little bit rough because Fuji was like really laying the accent on thick. A few weeks ago, he didn't have any accent. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? It's me, Mr. <laughs> Fuji. Yes, my, my Brooklyn Fuji. <laughs> yeah, y'all straight from the Bronx. Uh, there was a couple spots in there that I could not understand a word that he was saying. Actually, even the closed captioning just gives up. He's like speaking in foreign language. Yeah. Just foreign language. <laughs> That's what you get. Uh, I wanted to see if they were bold enough to keep uh, Jerry Lawler's slurs in during the El Matador match in the closed caption. And they yeah, yeah. did. Oh, wow. <laughs> they actually wrote that out. They didn't like dash, dash, dash it or but You or would anything. think somebody would be going back and like maybe bleep, not bleeping him out, but kind of erasing yeah. the, the Lawler stuff. Yeah. Call your supervisor over and be like, um, <laughs> you want me to type this? 
Yeah. But right now it looks like the Great White Hope is going to be Crush. Yeah. And that would make the most sense, you know, because we thought he was going to get the big Hogan push. We know that is not to be. I'm assuming that he tries, but it fails. So it's just going to be another nail in the coffin of Crush. Yeah, Crush would be a great choice because yes. they've been Pearl Harboring for a year now. A date which will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. Crush is from Hawaii. Yeah. The thing writes itself. His whole thing with red tights and even some of the names is like feats of strength. You know, pressing mm-hmm. the guy over the head. His finishing move is like crushing the guy's head, which is a feat of strength. So yes. why not get, let him slam Yoko? And what they finally go with doesn't make any sense for what later comes on in the episode. Yeah, like, it's very strange with the, the direction they went with this. Because, yeah, I would have easily thought it would have been Crush. He's the only one that really makes sense. Bret Hart, all 230 pounds of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he can't. He's disqualified. He's Canadian. He, can, he can't even enter. Yeah. Nope. He, yep. He can't have a, a thing to do with this. Oh. We only get Crush. Well, at this point, I should say we only get Crush. Crush is disqualified. He's not from like the 48 contiguous states. <laughs> Sorry, you got to swim to get here. Like, Hawaii counts. It's a state. Yeah, sure it does. <laughs> Bret Hart's like, I'm close to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Ish. I don't know. Where's Calgary, Alberta? No, no clue. No clue. It's there. It's I think it's in the middle. It's, it's north. Pretty sure it's in the middle. Sorry. I don't know my Canadian geography. It's amazing because you're such a hockey guy. I know. <laughs> I know Vancouver's far. Well, welcome to the Tiki Room, everybody. <laughs> yes. In the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. In the Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. Our next match is the Head Shrinkers, with Afa, of course, versus Mike Davis and Buddy Lane. Afa's no longer carrying food items. He's now just flogging himself for, I don't know, penance. He's hitting himself with palms. <laughs> He's like that guy from the Da Vinci Code, just smacking the shit out of himself. Yeah. I've decided on a new game. Yes. Knowing what I know about our red tights here. Okay. And some of the newer ones, we're going to play the game was or is. Oh, for red tights? <laughs> for red tights. Oh, my we're goodness. We're going to see if, if Dom could do the 50-50. So we've got Mike Davis okay. uh, and Buddy Lane. Yellow guy looks middle-aged, and I'm going to guess that he is Lane. Buddy Lane, yes, the yes, he is. That is Buddy Lane. I'm thinking he's actually is, and okay. the kid is was. Very good. You get, you get, you get it right. So here, here's Davis. my thinking. Mike Davis is middle aged already. He hasn't done anything stupid enough to kill himself. <laughs> the young guy, prime target for like uh, whatever was going on backstage. Yeah, that's my guess. Mike Davis, he wasn't really that young here, but definitely is a was November 2nd, 1956. What? Yeah, to December 25th, died on Christmas Day, 2001. Was an American professional wrestler, best known as one half of the tag team Rock and Roll RPMs. Now, here's an interesting thing. His tag team partner's name 
was mm. Tommy Lane. He's tagging with Buddy Lane here. And I felt like maybe it was the same person and they just changed his first name, but it is not. So I don't know where they got that from. But Mike Davis was also a member of the might of Kevin Sullivan's faction known as the Army of Darkness. Buddy Lane, on the other hand, is a retired American professional wrestler, promoter, and referee. Competed for many years in the AWA, primarily as an enhancement talent. So even in the AWA, he was an enhancement. In 2002, Lane started a a promotion called the Atlantic Coast Wrestling ACW. Uh, Lane is the son so of cheap. wrestler ACW. <laughs> son of wrestler Bill Koken, who wrestled as Bad Bill Koken. I was thinking like old time wrestling names. They really didn't have like too much to them. It was like Bad Bill Koken or yeah. the, that nasty, yeah, that nasty. <laughs> Superstar. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. They didn't really come up with very uh, thoughtful nicknames for these guys. All right. So, you know, a typical head shrinker match we're going to get out of here. The mm. thing that I took away from this is Rikishi looks awesome. Yeah. And I think I like head shrinker Fatu better than sumo Rikishi because mm-hmm. this version of Rikishi mm-hmm. kicks ass. Yeah. The other guy just has a big ass. Yeah, well, he was all enter. He was. It was more the entertainment side. He could fly Whereas around. This was more the athletic side. His shit looks like it hurts. Yeah, I mean, not Rikishi over here that starts the match. You know, he, he is what he is. Mm. But Fatu, you know, the artist so, soon to be known as Rikishi slash Sultan slash uh, all the other yeah. freaking gimmicks yeah. he had is awesome. Like he just throws these guys all over the ring, no matter mm. what the size are. Punches the dude in the zebra outfit in the face. I don't think he faked it. <laughs> slamming these dudes so hard into a headbutt doesn't seem winded. I like this version of Rikishi. I like the Fatu version of Rikishi better than Rikishi. Yeah, the commentators, on the other hand, could care less about this match as Vince just spends the entire time talking about the Steiners and he's talking about the head trickers, but like who could be viable opponents for the tag team titles at this point. So it's all about the Steiners. The one point of the match that I particularly preferred was when Mike Davis is in the ring and he gets thrown around and his elbow pad goes loose. (laughs) So instead of selling the moves, he's spending the entire time trying to put his elbow pad back as they're flipping them all over the place yeah even right before the finisher he's adjusting his elbow pad yeah which he doesn't need because his job is to lie there dead yeah he's like sitting there trying to fix the elbow pad and sell at the same time (laughs) It's it's not great you can tell it's not his gear no like it doesn't look like anything else he's wearing the elbow uh, pads are way too big First yeah, someone someone lent them in some elbow pads, or they had yeah. some elbow pads for him backstage. Then they proceed to eat him. Yeah, at the end of the match, it looks like they're going to town on his head, and they just kind of look at Buddy. But since Buddy's, as it says here, a 30-year vet, he kind of took on the B. Brian Blair role. Just leave him outside. And then yeah. Alpha goes and, and kicks the head shrinker's ass himself. He just yeah. starts banging their head against each other, which we all know does nothing to Samoans. No, Samoans have the hardest heads known to man do they just don't think that that's like a viable thing today in the more realistic version of professional wrestling because they don't do that to the usos like mm. they bang their bang the usos heads together and they're like nope no it's not a thing anymore yeah, <laughs> it's 
It's like, that would hurt, man. Don't do that. <laughs> we got Gene Okerlund in face-to-face again. We are starting to talk about SummerSlam already. Yes. Which is something that having the King of the Ring really changed what we were seeing from last year to this year. Remember last year we were watching feuds that go yeah. went on all We had summer. nothing going on. It was just feuds that were going on on house shows. Yeah. Now you had the, the King of the Ring that we just passed, and you've also got the, the Intrepid thing, which is really mm-hmm. isn't matches, but it's something to yeah. kind of break up the summer. Totally. But we have Lex, and I'm like, okay, we're a week away yeah. from American hero Lex. Yeah. So this is going to be where we have a more humble, a more flag-waving, a more patriotic <laughs> yes, this version. Yes, right this is it. This is it. This is the turn. They're going to be talking about SummerSlam. The Yoko's going to challenge, and Luger's like, look at me, mother. <laughs> I am a bodybuilder. I got muscles on top of my muscles. Uh, my yeah. physique has been chiseled from God's own dick. And I'm the dude. Yeah. I'm the man. I, I grew up in America. Hacksaw, give me your flag. Yeah. We're now best buds. <laughs> I'm your guy. Maybe. Yeah, sure. We we don't have that. No. We, we have well, asshole Lex. <laughs> the, the first thing we the first thing that happens is he has no idea what to say. I don't know if he couldn't hear Gene or something, <laughs> but he covers it pretty well because he's just like, I, I get so caught up in how good I look that I don't know what to say sometimes. Yeah. I was like, good cover, Lex. <laughs> yeah. like my bicep is covering my ear right now. <laughs> Can't hear shit. Yeah. It's all narcissist Lex. And well, I don't know. I'm going to have to read up on this. I might have to do a little a bit of a deep dive like they can find out when they made the decision because uh, i'm wondering if they're thinking backstage like you know we're gonna go with crush we're gonna go with crush and then they're like you know what crush is not the guy let's try lex and it's got to be like the 11th hour that they're making this call <laughs> yeah go um, get him some usa tommy hilfiger shit yeah and put him on the boat it's got to be like a last minute call. If I'm watching this thing a week away from this event, yeah, maybe the day before we're going to get something that teases it because we're going to have a superstars right before this yeah. happens. We're going to have a, a July 3rd. So we get one more superstar. I was going to say it's not going to be a Raw. No. Unless something happens this, like the Monday after this on Raw, that what would that be? The 28th of June. It's a Monday Night Raw. I'd be like, you know, Gene, I'm sorry. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw our face-to-face, and I came off like a super douchebag. <laughs> and that's not me. I'm an American hero. I'm an American hero, and I'm going to go fight Yoko. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. I, so I just slaughtered saluting him. But yeah, this whole interview is like how he's going to beat up Brett. And, he's, and Gene's like, hey, you, you really upset uh, the former champ. And Lex is like, yeah, former yeah. <laughs> He's a real dick about it. But yeah. I don't even know why we had the match last week with Asshole Lex. Yeah. Like, just have him lay out of all these pre recorded st- things. I'm guessing because at this point, they didn't know. Let's see. WWF Old School. We'll look on that one. This day in pro wrestling history, July 4th, 1993, blah, 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 blah. What happened was that the immortal Hulk Hogan had already given his notice a few weeks earlier after losing the WWF world title to Yokozuna at King of the Ring and only agreed to do the upcoming summer tour in Europe and then finish up 
with the company to concentrate on his TV show, Thunder in Paradise, which left Vince McMahon without his larger-than-life all-American hero and number one draw. In an attempt to create the next big thing, a new Hulk Hogan, if you will, he booked Lex Luger to turn babyface that day. Holy crap. By going to the ring and doing what no other wrestler or NFL, NHL, NBA athlete was able to do, body slam Yokozuna. So it was literally that day. Wow. You're a good guy now. (laughs) Go go be a good guy. Put on these jeans. (laughs) When we get out of the face-to-face, they have a momentary shot of the crowd at this arena, which has got to be the same arena we've been at for the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. But they have like the beer guy Mm -hmm. going around, like beer here, Mm -hmm. except he's selling merchandise. And all I see is like a bucket of two by fours. (laughs) Two by fours. (laughs) Phone two by fours. (laughs) (laughs) Two foot dollar. (laughs) We are leaving our B show and we head straight to the A show. Mm -hmm. The story that uh, never sleeps, Sean Waltman back from Tokyo has accepted Razor Ramon's challenge. They just talked about this on Pritchard's show in the last week or two. And this is the match where the one, two, three kid knocks himself out. Yes, I noticed that where he face plants into the concrete. <laughs> he face plants into the concrete. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. I was seeing how he was going to finish the match and how Razor was going to get him to regain consciousness. Mm-hmm. But the long and short of this is he's accepted the challenge. There's $10,000 in a bag Yes, that is labeled $10,000. Because <laughs> everybody has one of those. It's like an old-timey bank heist ba- bag and it says $10,000 sign. I've got the cash here, see? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hefner has it like a championship belt. He's showing everybody the 10000 bucks yeah, and puts yeah. it into a corner. And then Razor proceeds to beat the shit out of the 123 kid. Like the 123 oh, kid yeah. do- doesn't really have a chance. And then what refuses to pin him, pulls the mat off the floor to expose the concrete mm-hmm. and goes to Razor's edge the poor 123 kid on it. But Waltman reverses it Yes. Flips Razor, his butt hits the pad. His back and I think his head, even Razor's head, was on the concrete side. So hopefully he got his chin up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. One, two, three kid then goes to jump off the top rope onto the Razor who's on the floor. Misses. Slips. It looks (laughs) like he slipped. Like his feet must have slipped. Knocks him the fuck out. (laughs) He's done. I don't know how, like, uh, he got revived so quickly. Well, here's what happens. Razor lifts his lifeless body, (laughs) throws it into the ring. He's still out cold. Mm -hmm. Razor picks him up onto his feet and then gives him a chop to wake him the fuck up. (laughs) Like slaps the shit out of his chest to wake him up. And then you can see like Waltman's eyes go up and he's able to kind of finish the match. Wow. But I thought this ending was the same as the other one where he moonsaults, kicks him in the head by accident again and mm. pins him. There's no pin. No. I'm going to take the money and run. And there's somebody out in a car in the in the alley waiting for him too. Like this was the plan all along. <laughs> yeah. So him being like, look, you paid me for a match, not mm. like a win, not a pin. You said, get in the ring and I'll give you 10 grand. I got in the ring i'm leaving with 10 grand because i've angered you a lot Mm. runs out of the ring gets into a limo that is where all believability left this match waltman should be escaping in like a shit box (laughs) i was gonna say a moped yeah like a little bicycle or a vespa (laughs) this guy who has so little money 
yeah. that that Razor had to like pay him for a rematch. Like, I'll mm-hmm. give you ten thousand dollars. You broke bastard. Runs off into a limo. <laughs> Where's the limo coming from? He paid an Uber. <laughs> yeah. He should have like ran off and escaped in a 72 Gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my Pinto? Yeah. Where's my Javelin? Yeah. You know how he's saying he was living with his parents? They should have driven him there. Yeah. Yeah. His mom was the one waiting down the car. Yeah. He should have escaped <laughs> in a minivan. Yeah. A Ford Astro. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm coming up on it now where he's going to jump off and faceplant into the concrete. So I got to look at so this again. Brutal. Yeah. Oh, God. Foot slipped off the rope and he is out. Oh, he's done. Razor could barely get him to stand up and then he just chops the hell out of him to wake him up. Yeah. Wake up, bitch. God <laughs> damn it. I put my life on the line for you here and you fuck up. Yeah, he tries <laughs> to do a moonsault. Moonsaults his head right into Razor's crotch. Yeah. Doesn't get the pin. Maybe he thought he won. Maybe he thought that was it. And he moonsaulted and they caught it. And maybe he thought the match was over. Yeah. Because he is he's in, you know, he's off on some kind of other planet right now. Yeah, he, he has no idea where he is right now. He barely gets down the stairs. What if he like broke his jaw or anything? He had to. That looks so brutal. Yeah, I mean he's way concussed. Yeah. Well, good all to to Sean Waltman for finishing the bit. kind of yeah he he got out the way that he was supposed to i don't know if he was supposed to win the match or not but he got out yeah well who will slam yoko what american (laughs) native american yes tataka is here and i finally get to do a tataka promo because this is the first tataka promo that we've had Mm -hmm. in a long time so here we go Cue the drums. Yes. Yokozuna, you want to issue a challenge on one of the most celebrated holidays of our country? Well, me being the first American, a proud Native American, check. (laughs) Yes. I want to accept your challenge, Yokozuna. And with the power of my people, check. And the great spirit, check. I will take your 550 pounds and slam you through the floor. No, I, 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 at the end. No, I was no. upset no. about that. I wanted to add it, but no, I got to be true to the bit. Do you think they just give him a blank Mad Libs of what he did to <laughs> <laughs> Throw your people in there, throw Native American in there, throw great spirits. Uh, there were no eagles in this one, but yeah. That's always typed out, and then there's blanks for his opponent, yeah. maybe the location. You got to want it, Than. It's like a pro. Oh, Lexus shilling. Thank God it was just a, a real quick little Ica Pro commercial with Lex. This had to be on purpose. You go for Uber bodybuilder, Lex Luger, and Ica Pro fade into Bastion Booger. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate before picture. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine this, this gimmick lasted long. He was not around long for this world. This is kind of weird because some of these gimmicks they probably didn't last long, but were so horribly bad that they live on forever. Yeah. Like how many Mantor matches were there? Two? Yeah. But like everybody brings out that clip of this f***ing bull. Everybody remembers Mantor. Yeah. How there was never a Mantor versus El Matador match. Yes. Yeah. It's the rematch we've been waiting for for the <laughs> for a week because, you know, you saw it last week, but you're like, you know what? I want more of that. That's right. Best of seven. So let's do it again. Now, technically, because I thought about this, they're in the same place. <laughs> so the people here in, in Canada, wherever they are, are seeing this match twice. Got to see Virgil versus Bastion Booger. Yes. Again. Yes, twice. Because once was not enough. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. buying a ticket and having to sit through two Virgil versus Bastion Booger matches? Well, first of all, you don't even know who Bastion Booger is at this point. 
because I'm assuming he was just introduced on this show. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting they're getting two of him against the same person in the same week. I'm I'm wondering if the people in the crowd, because they're not seeing all the backstage stuff where you know last week Bastion Booger issued the challenge. Or maybe they did. Maybe they saw it on the yeah, Titan Yeah, maybe they threw it on the Titan uh, I would be in the audience at this point saying, why are we seeing this again? He looks like a baby. He's yes. So, he just looks like a cute baby. Yes, a giant baby. The black underwear that he has on looks a little bit too small because I can almost see the top under his gray. I'm just glad he has it on. Yeah. <laughs> so they do this spot where it's kind of like the setup for the sharpshooter, where mm-hmm. Virgil's holding Bastion Booger's legs. Yes. And... Brett would tease the sharpshooter, but go for a stomp to soften him up. Sure. And Virgil's doing the same thing. He's trying to get the crowd into, what am I going to do to this guy? I got both his legs. He's completely helpless. Mm-hmm. He's a turtle on its back. <laughs> but the ref is telling him he can't do whatever he's planning to do. He's like shaking him off and no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And I think the ref is thinking, no, you can't kick him in the balls. You're not allowed sure. to kick him in the balls. Yeah, don't kick him in the balls. Balls. Uh, and Virgil, it goes on for a while. Virgil's like negotiating. Well, he's like, yeah, uh, it, can it I? got a little bit awkward how long he was sitting there. I was like, sooner or later, Bastion's got to be like, maybe if I roll to the left, I can get out of this. Yes. I think Virgil is like, help if I can I stomp his tummy. The move he goes for, dropping yeah. his head into Bastion's crotch. <laughs> yes. A very awkward and least desirable move, I would yeah. say. It's like, I could hit him with my foot. But this guy really needs my head in his junk. Yeah. I'm going to give this guy the blowjob of his life. (laughs) Yeah, it's like (laughs) the ultimate submission move. (laughs) They instantly tap out, no, no, dude. (laughs) Except you get one guy who's just like leaning back. (laughs) You give up? He's like, not yet. I'll let you. You're gonna know when I give up. <laughs> I'll let you know. Don't let him go. Don't don't count the five. Don't you dare disqualify him. Uh, but Bastion wins. He gets his win back. Yeah, which he kind of figured was going to happen because it just didn't make sense for Bastion in his debut match to lose, much less lose to Virgil. So they needed something to kind of, you know, maybe give him a little bit of a push and see where they could go with it, which I'm going to assume is nowhere. Yeah, not very far. Yeah, yeah. It's like less talented Otis. Yeah, the crowd really didn't care about this match, of course, too. So much less they had to watch it twice. And the whole time, just Vince is making comments about how disgusting Booger's appearance is. Yes. Which is body shaming, if you ask me. It is. Yeah. Men on a mission must rap. Listen, there's some groups that had some hits last week. We keep our stuff current. We're changing the lineup, George. Run it down. Yo, listen up. All right. Opening up, going to be touch groove. Then followed by vanilla sherbet, then your highness, then parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Yeah, we get, I guess this is the third of the mm-hmm. men on a mission, so maybe we'll get one more next week before we actually see them in the ring. Mm-hmm. Very stereotypical subway shots yeah. for this, because since they are Afro-American, they must hang out in the subway. Yes, subway on the streets. Yeah. They're, they bad. They, they, they bad. I'm, I'm waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Mo and Mabel is a common. Off of the love boat. It's <laughs> the world's oldest Exciting young person. Yes, Diane Sawyer, Bobby Blackstone. <laughs> Welcome to the magic world of Blackstone. Rings Bam Bam Bigelow. 
to the dais to give a hard-hitting interview. She asks like one question and then she's done. And Bam Bam, give this man an Oscar. Yeah. He comes on doing a typical Bam Bam promo and then it's like, you know what? I got to say something. I got to just open my heart to you all. <laughs> like, is this like a Bam Bam face turn? What the hell am I saying? Yeah. It's like, I have found love. <laughs> love. I have feelings. I have feelings. I have a heart. <laughs> and that heart has a heart on yes. for, for this lady. Yes. My tick. My tick. As my, we call yeah. her. Yes. He tries to, you know, the tick of his heart. Mm-hmm. But what they've really done is try to make Luna mm-hmm. tick. I see what they did there. Luna tick. Luna tick. Yes. So Bigelow professes his love. Exciting and new. Or Luna Vachon, and she comes out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a little bit jealous of Bonnie Blackstone, Blackstone getting a little close to her man up there, but she's basically shunning off Arnold Schwarzenegger. She shuns off Mel Gibson because those are two heartthrobs of 1993, apparently, because. Uh, Bigelow makes her hot, or as she says, hot. It's a lovely singing voice. There is no only soul. What a lovely singing voice you must have. So we now have a new on-screen couple. It's a showman's, ladies and gentlemen, on the program. This is going to be the new Randy Macho Man and Liz right here. Yeah, except far uglier. Yes. <laughs> Another ad for the Stars and Stripes Challenge. Yeah, very quick shot of the USS Intrepid. Who the hell is Bert Cento? Centino? Uh, Centeno. Bert Centeno uh, is a Puerto Rican wrestler. Is, Mm -hmm. I should say. Oh, Uh, good for him. Yes, he is. is. (laughs) Uh, We have seen him before. He had a, a couple of aliases. One was El Mascarado. Nice was was his. I'm gonna guess his lucha name. Yes, that he would go by, and uh, most notably, he was trained by Mil Mascaras, who we know from the Pritchard show as No Yob, No Yob. He's uh, facing a was. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, he Bert Centeno is going to face Mr. Perfect, Mr. Fabulous, and get his ass kicked by him. In a minute and 43 seconds. It's amazing how fast Perfect gets all his shit in. Yeah, a pretty quick little match here that the commentators once again didn't care too much about. I guess there is a match coming up between Perfect and Sean for mm-hmm. the Intercontinental title. So that's another one of these we really need to push the house shows. So there are various title matches throughout. Perfect can maybe get the title where that could change hands back and forth, back and forth. You never know what's going to happen at a house show. Never know. Usually no. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Been to a lot of them. Except if you're surrounded by a bunch of people, you can get Big Van Vader to do a moonsault 200 pounds overweight. 
<laughs> I love yes. house shows actually because they they get more time and there's so much more fan interaction. We get some merch after the win. We get a Mr. Perfect action figure. Yes, I noticed that. I that it kind of looked like an old school Hulk Hogan, just without the red. It was just yellow. <laughs> you just pop the head off and put more hair on him. It had the it had the the long blonde hair, the luscious locks. Yes, the segment that won't go away. Face to face is back. Oh, yeah. Face-to-face back. And this time we're seeing Money, Inc. We've done this with Money, Inc. a few times. I feel like the most face-to-faces we've had have been Mm -hmm. with Money, Inc. Maybe they're the ones that are like trying to perfect this whole thing with Gene, but it just doesn't seem to work too well. It seems like they're getting better. They're not stepping on each other as much, but... There's still just there's there seems to be a disconnect there between Gene and whoever's on the screen. Money Inc's going off about it's about time somebody wants to hear their side of the story because everybody's just talking about the Steiners, the Steiners, and they say that these Steiners were babied and pampered getting their way to the top. When you take something from us, you pay more than your fair share. Whoever has crossed them in the past has paid and paid dearly. So they're coming for him again, most likely at the next house show. Tune in. I think what doesn't work for me when they don't do a real face-to-face between the two guys that are fighting, the bad guys, when they're interviewed, have to fight Gene. And Gene's yeah. not going to ever wrestle them. <laughs> so like Gene has to be the heat magnet for them to yell at. Yeah, But you're never getting a Gene versus Money, Inc. match. So what am I watching here? Yeah, I don't get this. I don't get why it lasted so long. I really feel like they should have just gone back to Gene being with them in the same room. They yeah. seem to do a lot better. This next vignette, this video, this song, yes. question mark, <laughs> because it's 93 in full effect with just like mm-hmm. take something somebody says and loop it a lot. Axel Jim Duggan has a song. Yes. And it's very anti-Yokozuna. It's very pro-America. It's people sounding USA. It's Hacksaw looking 20 years younger mm-hmm. somehow. And I'm like, shit, they're going with Hacksaw. Hacksaw's new Hulk. That could have been it. Yeah, maybe, maybe it would have been Hacksaw. He was the USA guy. The video was very reminiscent of the WrestleMania video that we had earlier this year. They called it the SummerSlam jam yes and uh, yeah the whole thing i had in my notes of my it was like why hacksaw and maybe that's because you know they're maybe they're just kind of putting feelers out like somebody's got to be able to slam yoko otherwise this whole thing you know you can't do this on july 4th and have yoko win it somebody's got to be able to do it who's going to be that person so is it going to be crush i don't know is it going to be tatanka maybe is it going to be hacksaw possibly you know it could be one of those three they really didn't know and then they finally just kind of yeah <laughs> they, they went with lex at the last minute um the one thing that we didn't know about the SummerSlam jam was that wasn't hacksaw doing all those loops it was this other guy and yeah. he, he saw hacksaw at a show later he comes on and he's just like no i sing song i, I sing, sing song oh, no <laughs> i'd like you to listen to something and tell me this if this is really your voice i that song no i sing song bitch please (laughs) poor mtv news guy kurt loaders over there (laughs) trying to break it up yeah they have all these cuts of him facing yoko and it's telling the whole story so Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah here it is it's like revenge of hacksaw he's beaten but because he's he's the only one to knock him down and in defense they jumped him buried him in the flag here he is back on the intrepid with the flag He's got the USA video. It's going to be Hacksaw. 
Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, the tail end of it has him versus Papa Shango. Yeah, and getting his ass kicked. It's like, <laughs> this makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like, he got a couple of shots in, but there were some good shots by Shango there. Yeah, we're out of Yoko shots. Do we have yeah. Shango shots? Well, none that are flattering. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shango beating the hell out of Hacksaw. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's what they have of Hacksaw right now, I guess. I like how they have the MTV like artist album song yep. <laughs> label. Yes, Hacksaw put that together. He was in the studio cutting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saying, no, it needs more bass. <laughs> yeah. It's got like Quincy yeah. Jones producing. Give me more of the mids. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, here it's way back in the crates. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> well. Hey. Snap into it, Than. Yeah, OG is still mad at Chips. Uh, like, when's this motherfucker going to get over the fact that Chips are going to be a thing? Guess what? Chips are still more popular than Slim Jim, and it's 30 years later. Sorry, dead macho. You know what? Go back to the shots of his car hitting the tree, and you'll see, like, a bag of ruffles looking pretty fucking <laughs> guilty. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's laughing now. We know. <laughs> we know. Yeah. We totally know. Chips did him in. Well, that is the end of the show. Yeah, well, did you like the episode? Nah, not especially. <laughs> yeah, this, this was an uh, episode. It wasn't anything, like, really, you know, noteworthy on it. They're pushing forth toward the intrepid thing. They got nothing. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's still, like, that's going to be July 4th. SummerSlam is going to be in a month and a half. I feel like we're going to be in a little bit of a summer lull here for a little while. And mm. this is like the very beginning of it. Well, I, I liked everything on this show that wasn't on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three kid knocking himself out. Awesome. But it was from Raw. And yeah. The two title changes that no one ever got to see. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, this show is telling you what you should have watched. Yes, we are truly the B show at this point, though. Mm-hmm. To even make it closer to a C or D show, next week we'll have Marty Gennetti. <laughs> oh, I, I put in my notes, it's like, he's still here? Kind of. <laughs> Apparently still narcissized Lex Luger. Okay, we shall see. Yeah, because this will be the day before. Yeah. The big face... Turn-ish. Gold-adorned Steiner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll finally see him with some championships, which means we have to have a new venue. Yeah. Because all this stuff was recorded before all those title swaps. Yes. And it was just dumb luck that I think we hit when Money, Inc. had won the belts back. They aired them still holding the titles, or else they would have had to do that phony baloney shit they did with Sean when he lost a belt for a half a second. Yeah. But in between tapings. Yes. And my guilty pleasure will show up. <laughs> I'm going to call him like New Kamala. Yeah. Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb with Johnny Polo. With we'll Johnny, see. What, what about me? <laughs> with what about Johnny Polo? What about Johnny Polo? Yes. Plus, we will have an interview with Bret Hart. So watch out, King. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. He's like, I'm going to excellently execute you because I'm the excellence of execution, <laughs> excellently executing yes. execution. Excellent. <laughs> Bill and Ted <laughs> just appearing with Bret Hart. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, till then, sayonara, Undertaker. All right. And Shawn Michaels has left the building. 